0: So Ramon and Ric Flair got to face the ultimate maniacs of the Survivor Series.
1: Oh, yeah! Explosiveness that can never, ever be recreated. A chemical combustion that forms a bond forever and ever. Which means the ultimate maniacs are totally out of control. Oh, my God, out of control.
2: <laughs> <laughs> The wall that you guys backed yourselves into right here, yeah. Do you see any back door?
0: Do you see any door where you can escape? No, you don't. Because this wall is made of solid steel. It is bonded by all the ultimate maniacs all over the world. Because we know
1: how to survive. And at the Survivor Series, the ultimate warrior and the macho man and the ultimate man <laughs> will no. survive
0: His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom,
1: who was on crack!
0: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the Sports Desk We are back, indeed, indeed Episode 149 of the Sports Desk, man We are so glad to be back, even though I am in studio, solo I'll be giving Black a call in a second We know some time has went by It's been about two weeks and had a lot of people hitting their phones and tweeting us and uh, Instagramming us on the DM, say, hey guys, what's going on? What's going on? Well, life happens from time to time. Uh, With myself, I welcomed a brand new baby boy into the world So I've been holding it down at the house Making sure everything is good with the new addition My wife and uh, my first son So just been, you know, doing the family thing And, you know, like I said, welcoming a brand new baby boy uh, to my family And then Black has been out of town My man's been in Seattle Unfortunately, my dog went all the way out to Seattle to see the Jaguars getting Molly man. Yeah, I know. I know. But hey, my boy had a good time. We'll ask him about it when we get online, get him online to shed some light on his trip to Seattle. So hope everyone's doing well out there. Hope you guys are good. Thank you for coming back and rocking with the Sports We've been so consistent in our tenure. Yay, yeah, it feels it felt really, really weird to be off the mic uh, for as long as we have. But we are back. So we just want to put something out before the weekend. It is a massive sports weekend. I mean, we got major college football games. We got major NFL games, NBA basketball. It is fight week in. All right? We got Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant going toe-to-toe to unify the division in the middleweights. We have uh, UFC uh, two. I think it's two sixty-eight. I think it is UFC two sixty-eight this weekend. Usman Covington two for the welterweight crown. Uh, my girl Rose Naman Yunez in a rematch against Young uh, Zaylene, and uh, some great fights with Justin Gaethje and Michael Chandler. We're gonna talk about uh OBJ. We're gonna talk about Aaron Rodgers, Von Miller. So much that we're gonna be talking about. We want to put this out on a Friday evening. Saturday morning, give you side, give you guys something to listen to to prep you for this major sports weekend, and then me and Black will be back on track uh, this coming Sunday, dropping a brand new episode of the Sports Desk. Huh. Now that we got that out the way, so I feel like I'm in training camp, getting back in shape on this microphone, so just bear with me. But before we call Black in, man, I just gotta, <laughs> I just gotta get this laugh off real quick. So you know, I'm preparing for the show today, getting some things down on the docket. And right on time, some more foolishness in the boxing world takes place. Now I am intrigued about uh, uh, the Fury and uh, I think Jake Paul fight that's taking place um, on December the eighteenth. I always, I always said I wanted to see Jake Paul fight someone who's on the same level. As him, so to speak, who's you know who who's a real boxer, someone who's just not an athlete, but no, someone who's a real boxer, not an MMA fighter, not no, we a real boxer, a guy who's waking up every single morning doing the same thing that Jake Paul is doing. We finally got that fight. All right, we finally got it. We got Fury and we got Paul taking place on December 18th. Cool. I was cool with that. Okay. And now we started to get the undercards, man. <laughs> We're getting the undercards to this fight. And the the fight, the, the first undercard is Frank Gore and Darren Williams. That's right. Former running back, Frank Gore from the Miami Hurricanes, the Colts, the 49ers. I mean, Frank Gore played for the Jets. He played for everybody. I think he is a top 10 NFL rusher of all time. Frank Gore is stepping into the ring and put on some basketball, uh, put on some boxing gloves to fight Darren Williams, former NBA All-Star point guard from the Utah Jazz, from the Brooklyn Nets. Darren Williams went to the University of Illinois. Darren Williams, a point guard formerly of the National Basketball Association, is taking on Fred Gore. Dear Lord. In an exhibit, exhibition fight on the Fury and Paul prelim car. Now, I know what a lot of you are thinking out there. Like, oh, my goodness. This might be another opportunity to get a good laugh off. No. No, 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 no. You seen Chad Johnson in there fighting this homeboy that he grew up with in the neighborhood on the pay-per-view car. You see how that turned out. Sweet Feet was out here running, man. Sweet Fee was out here running, man. Then we see Nate Robinson in there against Jake Paul. Lord have mercy. At least we got the Snoop Dogg commentary out of it. And now we're here. Who gonna call this fight? They gotta get Snoop to come down and call this fight. Dear Lord. I mean, Darren Williams versus Frank Gore? How did they draw that up? When did, when did we know that Darren Williams was out here training in the ring? Frank Gore? When do we know this? Now, I think I recall a piece that Frank Gore did many, many years ago. Saying that he uses boxing to clear his mind and and, and different things like that. I I believe I saw that many, many years ago, but I cannot confirm that. But I don't know nothing about Darren Williams, man. Now, my hope is, now both of these gentlemen are somewhat trained in the last five years of boxing. Because, I mean, what are they going to do? Get in there and just have us hooting and hollering and finger pointing? I'm tired of doing that, man. Y'all boys can't throw hands like that. I mean, I don't want to turn the TV on and see Darren Williams out there looking around the corner and saying, man, that boy needs some help. I don't want to be saying that, man. I don't want to see Frank Gore out of shape, winded, breathing in, breathing out, just getting pummeled by Darren Williams, holding his gloves up in the corner, needing some help. I don't want to see that. I just hope that these brothers don't get in here and they are just made to be laughed at. I don't want to see that. So we got Fury, Paul, pay-per-view. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by that. December the 18th. I think Trill is doing it again. And then the first undercar fight is, by God, by God, Darren Williams and Frank Gore. I still haven't let that register in my brain. I just hope that these boys don't get in here and absolutely embarrass themselves and continue to put a bad taste with the sport of boxing in people's mouth. Because this is what this is doing. You don't see nobody getting in the UFC doing this. Them boys ain't getting in there doing on MMA now. These boys are out here getting in the boxing ring. You know they getting the check. Trilla saying we'll get them, put them all on here. You've seen the van, the Holyfield and, and whoever else it was out there. You seen it, man. We we come on, bro. Come on, bro. Let's let's stop this. Let, let, if you're gonna do this, put this on YouTube, bro. Put this on YouTube and, and, and let them boys do their thing on YouTube and just end the card right then. We we don't we don't need this. Now will I watch? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm gonna watch so I can come back here. On the sports desk the day after, and voice my opinions. Yeah, so I just kind I just had to get that off, man. Had to get that off. All right, man. So we got a bunch of topics. We're gonna, not a bunch, but we got a few topics we're going to touch. We're gonna go ahead and get black in here, man. So we can get back to doing what we do. It's been a while. Let's get my brother on the phone, man.
2: Yo, Black what's up my boy what's going on sir not much man just
0: chilling out we are back man we back we back once
2: again
0: yes sir we are back (laughs) i was telling i was telling the listeners man you know life happens you know from time to time even with me and you life has happened i let the world know that i welcome in a new baby boy but i also let the world know that um you uh took a Cross country trip to Seattle, my boy. Now, yes, I did, sir. <laughs> I've kind of said a little bit about it, but I, I told the listeners that I'm going to ask you two questions about your trip to Seattle. First of all, did you have a good time?
2: Oh, man, I had a blast. Like one of the best times I've had out of town.
0: Great. I can say one of the best. Great, great, great. And Seattle, second of Seattle all,
2: is- go ahead, go oh, ahead, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, Seattle is a. Uh, Really beautiful place, man. I like I like everything about it.
0: Yes, sir. The West Coast is a very nice area in general, but from talking with you and FaceTiming and all that, man, it looks like Seattle is just an uh, on-point place. Now let's get down to business, man. <laughs> now, Black, you called me. Uh East Coast time. It was about three. It was about 2 o'clock, man. You was already at the game. The Seahawks and the Jaguars game this past Sunday. You were decked down in your Jaguars gear, my boy, looking like you was excited to see, you know, a, a, a potential of a decent game between the Jags and the Seahawks. I mean, for crying out loud, the Jaguars are coming off a win, but Black, yeah. <laughs> did you ever in your wildest dreams expect to experience what you experienced in that stadium last Sunday with those Seahawks absolutely pummeling? The Jacksonville Jaguars.
2: Man, look, I absolutely did not mm. expect the Jacksonville Jaguars mm. coming off a bye week at that D. Yes. A bye week. Yes. To look that bad. And let me say let me tell people something they don't realize. People were looking at that game were like, man, Seattle is a great team. No, they're not. They just as bad as us. <laughs> So, that should tell you how bad we looked. Right. They made Geno... Geno Smith Mm. is going to get another year extension from Seattle Seahawks. Good God. (laughs) Good God. Geno Smith had the highest passer rating (laughs) last week in the NFL.
0: Against the Jags.
2: Against the Jaguars.
0: God bless.
2: Geno Smith... Goodness. Was out there running like he was Russell Wilson on the Jaguars.
0: <laughs> just being a superstar out there.
2: I mean, all on the backs of the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: So depressing. And
2: you know what, man? I'm 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 just I mean, I say, you know what, I can't let this get to me because the atmosphere in that stadium, if our listeners have never been or experienced or want to experience a football stadium, sure. Pick Seattle because man, that twelfth man. Uh, crowd thing is it's it's real. It's real. Yeah. I mean those they were in there so loud my in, my eardrums were ringing Wow because they were so loud. And I know that I know that atmosphere can be very, very intimidating, but sure. you have to be prepared for stuff like this. And I don't believe Urban Mind understands <laughs> how to get these men, not kids, not young men, sure, these grown men. Prepared for situations like that. Sure. Everything just looked off the off. Uh play calling looked off. James Robinson got hurt early. Yeah. So it's like after that, everything just looked bad. Suff- they were substituting late. It couldn't get bodies off the field. I mean, they on they on the last sideline bickering back and forth with one another. I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, what's going on? Abomination. Like it's the the continuity and all the important stuff you need as a football team—it wasn't there. Dude. It's it, it's it wasn't there. I don't know when it's going to get there because hmm. this road doesn't get any easier with you having to go having Buffalo coming to the crib now. My God, it doesn't get any easier. Yeah, but what I saw from the Jacksonville Jaguars in person, D, I did not like, and, it, and, and 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 it was had me scratching my head like, what do we have to look forward to right now? Wow, just just to see what Trevor Lawrence. And how he grows, or is there any winning that's going to happen? You, I really don't know because it looked like Trevor Lawrence took two steps back in this game.
0: Oh wow! Well, I mean, so, I see what you're saying. What you you think he'll take two tests, two steps back? But I mean, look what he had, man! I mean, he virtually he virtually doesn't have anything around him. I mean, like you said, after he lost James Robinson, who was out there, Black that could do anything to help this man out? Who who was out there?
2: Well, man you you still got some you still got some veteran pieces of Marvin Jones. I mean, Marvin Jones had balls spread in his hand and he dropped them. Okay. And those balls, Trevor Lawrence was putting on the money. He dropped passes. Okay. But Trevor Trevor Lawrence Trevor Lawrence was uneasy that game. Like the <laughs> I wonder kept, why <laughs> the pocket kept collapsing on him. Like I yeah. I understand it, and I know he's young and he's growing, but. At some point you kind of want to see you kinda wanna see a little growth. Reason why I'm saying that because I'm 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 looking at what I what we saw in London. Trevor looked amazing in London. Yeah I in, mean, in my he, opinion. I, I think mean he, he looked really good in London. He did, but offense.
0: you 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 gotta take a lot into consideration. They they out on the West Coast. They Seattle is a bad team, but they ain't as bad as the Jaguars. I mean, I heard you say that in the opening state, but they not as bad. They still got some key players out there. Jamal Adams, Bobby Wagner, they got some players out there that well, they the Jaguars say they're wish bad. That wish they, they, they wish they, they had. The, the Jags <laughs> wish they had them players. They
2: so, do. They so do what they I, I, say they
0: bad. I, I think all in all, it's just it's just a continuation. I mean the Jags went out there and got a win. It would have helped a lot if they would have been able to play the Seattle at home coming off of, uh, a victory in London. But, you know, they had two weeks to prepare for the Seahawks and Geno Smith. And like you said, exactly. Geno Smith's gonna get a five year, three hundred million dollar contract. All That's the Jacksonville what
2: I'm Because he, he trash, bro.
0: Yeah, it's sad. He is trash. It's sad. It's sad.
2: He going to get an extension on just on the back of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Sure, so, sure. He care sat in his office after that game and say, man, we got to extend this guy. Oh, yeah. Geno Smith going to be so the backup for, backup for
0: life. Backup for life. <laughs> All right, Black. Let's go. Let's go ahead and get into some topics, man. Now we have a wild, a wide re- uh, variety of topics that we're going to be talking about. We just giving our listeners something to listen to on this Friday evening and Saturday morning before the the sports weekend kicks off. Black, this is a very busy, active, uh, a great sports weekend, wouldn't you say?
2: Uh, yes, it is, man. Like if you. <laughs> If if you a sports guy, a combat guy, this is the weekend. You don't want to sit in the house and move at all.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Cause man, it's 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 a a lot. You got football, you got bas you got basketball, you got MMA, you got boxing. Like everything in the stage this weekend, man. And I can't wait yep. to tune in.
0: For sure. Same here, man. Very, very excited about this great sports weekend. All right, let's go ahead and jump into it. All right. So first thing on the sports test rundown, we got Odell Beckham Jr., my boy. OBJ has been officially released from the Denver. I mean, excuse me, from the uh, Cleveland Browns. OBJ will be a free man in a matter of 24 to 48 hours. If he clears waivers, which they expect that he will, then OBJ will be able to select which team that he goes to. So let's paint the picture real quick. Odell has been in Cleveland for about three years now. He was traded from the New York Football Giants three seasons ago when things start to flame out as Eli Manning got to the end of his tenure there. Boom. He's traded to Cleveland, which at that time was an attractive situation. He had his good buddy out there, Jarvis Landry. You got a young quarterback in Baker Mayfield. You got Chub Rock. You got Kareem Hunt. They got some nice pieces of solid defense, and Stefanski wasn't even out that year. Stefanski got there the year after. So I said all that to say, even in Odell's first year in Cleveland, he had 1,035 yards and he had... I think he had... I don't even think he had a touchdown that season. And even within that season, the beginning of the end started in Cleveland, even with that first year production. Last year, he got hurt. The year before that, he got hurt again. And now OBJ is out of Cleveland, so let's start off here. Black, Black, what did you just think about Odell's tenure in Cleveland before we go on?
2: Um, I think his, I think that his his time in Cleveland and what they were trying trying to build. And I know, uh, Fence, uh, I'm probably butchering this. The coach name FanSkansky. I know before he was there. I, once he came in, being a great offensive mind, you kind of expected things to kind of you know, take off for the Cleveland Browns, which which they did somewhat because they had a really good year last year. But Odell Beckham wasn't a huge part of it. Yeah. You know, Cleveland was basically a run-first team, run-heavy team and to, for the run to set up the pass. And um, Odell Beckham, in my opinion, he wasn't the number one guy. Landry was that guy. I don't know if it was something with Baker Mayfield and him or – uh and and on top of that oh uh Odell wasn't always healthy the, the time he was there. so I don't know if the uh, uh you know the chemistry or the back and forth of them not liking each other or this and that played a huge pivotal role in uh his time in Cleveland not being successful but man it's it, it, it was kind of uh disappointing to see disappointing to see him. Get released from the Cleveland Browns because you wanted, you know, you wanted to see Cleveland Browns have, you know, very, play very exciting football, throw the ball in the air. Everybody felt like Baker Mayfield was the quarterback to to get that done with the weapons he have, mm-hmm. but da, it, it, it just didn't work out with the with with him in Cleveland, and now he gets the chance to go somewhere else and you know try to uh, revive his season, man. Because what eight games, what seven or eight games in. Odell has either been on the sideline he's been non-existent when he's on the field. And that's not the Odell we're accustomed to to seeing. And I'm ready to see see OBJ again, not Odell. Everybody's saying we want to see OBJ. And I have to agree. I'm ready to see OBJ. And sometimes, hey, man, a change of scenery don't hurt. So hopefully he can get in a situation where uh, he can be really used and uh, see the talent that he has. And so he can uh, finish off the rest of this season strong.
0: Yeah, for me, it's, you know, when the trade first happened, was it exciting? Yeah, until you got to the part of he was going to the Cleveland Browns. You know, when you read the sentence, then when you get the notification on your phone that the Giants have traded Obe- o- Odell Beckham Jr., you got excited. And then when they got to the Cleveland Browns, you didn't get excited. I don't care who you are. Everybody wanted this thing to work in Cleveland. Why? Why did everybody want it to work? Well, you got a young upstart team out there. You got Landry out there. Baker Mayfield was coming in as number one overall pick. You had some nice pieces on the defense. You had Chubb running the ball. They had a decent foundation there, but it was Cleveland. It's Cleveland. Immediately, they fire Kitchens, and they bring in Stefanski. Stefanski was not there when they acquired Odell. He wasn't there. So when Stefanski got there, he implemented his offense and how things were going to go, and immediately, you seen that Odell Beckham Jr., OBJ, was not going to pay dividends the way that he's used to paying dividends on the football field. Why? Because they're a run-first football team. Jarvis Landry is a possession receiver. He's not an over-the-top, accelerating, cutting. It. He's not that guy. He's a possession receiver. Smash-mouth run game, smash-mouth defense on the other side. That's the culture of the Cleveland Browns. Kevin Stefanski made sure that that was the the the, 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 the identity of the team. Odell B- OBJ was a sore thumb there. He was the, 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 the unwanted stepchild there for the Cleveland Browns. Not because he he's a bad teammate or he couldn't play. No, he didn't fit. He didn't fit. They tried to make him fit. You seen little, you seen little glimpses of Odell possibly fitting in last year when they played Dallas on that 40 to 45 game when Odell got the game-winning touchdown, I believe it was last year. But but that was really it. You didn't really see anything from him because that offense is not tailored around the pass game. It's tailored around running the football, timely convergence on third down, and if you got to pass it on second and five, second and, seven, uh, second and six, third and six, it's Jarvis Landry coming out to shoot. Now Odell Beckham Jr. going down the middle of the field. It just didn't fit. It's not, it's not Baker Mayfield's fault. It's not OBJ's fault. It's not Stefanski's fault. It's no one's fault. It just didn't fit. You no mm. one can no one can paint the picture of the perfect scenario Why old OBJ was gonna be a perfect fit in Cleveland. Nobody. No, because it is it's just it's not there. And I think the Cleveland Browns should have been traded Odell. I get it. You want to try to make it work, you want to try to make it work with that guy who's that talented. I, I, I get it. Of course, I would try to make it work too, because this guy's ultra talented. But come on, man, the writing had been on the walls. The writing had been on the walls, man. And, and, and when Odell wrecked his knee last year, I would have been trying to move him in the off season. because look at what you did without him. AFC Ch- didn't they go to the AFC Championship game? Uh, yeah, they did. Oh, yeah, or was, it they the City. was it
2: Tennessee? Was it Tennessee? They played Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship
0: game. I don't think it was. I think it was the second round. Yeah, it was the second round. They beat Pittsburgh and then they lost to Kansas City the next week. Oh, the, they
2: sh- they sure yeah, did. Yeah, the Titans Thanks made it did. to
0: the AFC Championship game, so you got within. What, one touchdown of knocking off the Chiefs last year in the second round of the playoffs? You did. You did that without Odell. You did that with Baker being efficient. You seen consistency out of Baker at the quarterback position. You got Chubb Rock and Kareem Hunt running that rock. You got that defense. I mean, they were perfect. That's why they were a sexy pick to come out of the AFC this season. But as you see, Odell Beckham Jr., He just didn't fit. It's not working. Cleveland is now, what, 3-4 and or 4-4? and They got a big divisional game coming up against the Bengals this weekend, and hell, if they lose that, they could be in trouble. They could be in trouble if they lose this weekend in Cincinnati. So, just all in all, it just didn't fit, Black. It just didn't fit. So, Black, let's go ahead. Let's have some fun. Let's have some fun. Now, LeBron James came out and said free OBJ. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. dad came out and and I didn't like what his dad did, just kind of highlighting how Baker, you know. But, you know, even even though that's his son, I understand it. But oh, Odell a grown man. Like, come on, Pops, you got to chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> to me, Pops just got to chill a little bit. I mean, bro, put out an 11-minute video on YouTube showing how Baker done missed his son over and over again. I, I just wasn't a fan of that. I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. But I'm not, I wasn't cool with that. You got to think how Baker feel. Like, come on, bro. Like, you ain't in that locker room with them boys. Anyway, you got his daddy talking. You got LeBron talking. Everybody tweeting out free. Hell, I tweeted free OBJ yesterday. But now he free. Now, Black, give me your three teams. What three teams do you think OBJ ends up at some
2: point in the next few days? And I'm 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 gonna start at three. My third team would be my third team would be the Rams.
0: Mm.
2: My second team would be Green Bay, and my first pick would be the Raiders. The Raiders, okay. I I I believe you know everything going on with the Raiders and everything that happened with Henry Ruggs, Yeah. And just you know a sad story with sure. there. What happened? Sure. And I think they need. I think they need to put another piece over there with uh uh, Dan, uh with Wilder, the tight end. Wally, they yeah. need a down the, yeah, they need a downfield presence and that's what o, that's what Odell does. I we know Derek Carr loves to throw the football down the field and he's one of the most accurate uh, quarterbacks in the uh in the NFL. He's top five in passing yards in the physics this year. So yep. um I think uh, I really like him in that black and silver. I don't know if we I don't know if he would go there, but I like him to be there to be the impact the way he wants to be. Sure. I really believe that um, the Raiders it would be the perfect fit for him. Now with Green Bay, we all know the story with Green Bay. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been crying for another receiver for a very, very long time,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and he only had Devontae Adams to throw the ball with. But he need a he, need a, he needs a X factor
1: mm-hmm.
2: to get the ball down the field not. and 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 Devontae Adams he he does it all. He can get downfield, intermediate, everything. You know, route good route running. He can do everything, but you still need that piece of – take the top off and i believe odell can help with that in green bay and then with the rams it's just <laughs> hey it is what it is if he go to the rams old oh, man he won't be the number one option there because cooper cup has already solidified that but he could take some pressure off of cooper cup cooper cup don't have to worry about seeing that safety over the top now with eight uh, with uh, o, uh with odell on the other side so that would look really really sexy bro on paper mm-hmm. on paper on the field so uh that's why i got number three i don't want to see them go there because it'll be unfair with everything so- they already building in and, and with the rams it'll be unfair to add obj into that like i don't even know how you defend that. In, even even want to think about that with him and Cooper Cup on the outside. So, but I like the Raiders, man, because I want OGB, I want I want Odell to go somewhere and be the man and beat that guy. And I believe the Raiders uh, would be a perfect fit for him.
0: Yeah, I think the I think the consensus pick should be the Raiders um, with everything that happened with you know Henry Ruggs and uh, you know God bless everybody involved in that situation, especially the young lady who lost her life. In uh, that accident, just a horrible, horrible, horrible story. You just kind of hope and wish and pray that somehow, some way uh, Henry Ruggs can get back on his feet and, and and you know, do something, you know, uh, to make a... I mean, you can't make no man's by losing human life, but maybe yeah. there could be some type of uh, uh, story that can blossom out of this with this Henry Ruggs situation. Now with Henry Ruggs no longer being with the Raiders, if you bring Odell in, I mean, Odell is right away the number one receiver, all right? Mm-hmm. It's Las Vegas. It's Derek Carr with the big arm. I mean, you got a nice situation out there where this team is positioned to make a run. And uh, would I like to see Odell in in Las Vegas? Sure. That that, that would be cool. Now, it's two spots for me that well, it was three. New Orleans was on the list, but I don't think he goes there due to the quarterback situation. Really sucks what happened to James Winston last weekend. Just don't see Trevor Simeon as a long-term solution for the Saints uh, this season. So I, I think you got to take the Saints out of the equation. Now, a dark horse team will be the San Francisco 49ers. Watch out for the San Francisco 49ers. They are in danger. They need help on the outside. They got the run game. They got the tight end coming back in kettle. Like, just watch out for the 49ers being a dark horse to try to get OBJ out to San Francisco. But the two teams that I have in mind is the my number one team will be the Los Angeles Rams. Look, people say they don't want to see it. I do. I do. And the reason I want to see it is because it's box office. You want this experience of seeing an aerial assault that's already in play with Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and everything that they have going there. You add Odell Beckham on the other side of that, on the outside, good God. Matthew Stafford will win the league's MVP, and the Rams will be the clear-cut favorite to win the Super Bowl this year if you can get Odell Beckham Jr. out there to L.A. I think it makes sense. We've seen it before, a la Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year and Antonio Brown. When Antonio Brown was coming out and they cleared him, they said he can play, he ended up on that stat roster in Tampa Bay. And what did it do for the Buccaneers? It put them over the top. It put the Bucs over the top and got them a Super Bowl championship. And this is what Odell can do with the Los Angeles Rams. That's just just how I see it. Now my second team uh-huh. would be the Green Bay Packers. Do I think he's going to go to Green Bay? No, because I don't think Odell want nothing to do with that cold. <laughs> I don't think he do. I don't think he, he wanted kidding. to do with that cold like
2: that. I mean, if you gonna go to cold before, bro, come on. He was in Cleveland, but, and then he but,
0: was in New York. Come yeah, but when now. it's if it's his choice now, this is his choice. <laughs> no I case. don't think he gonna choose to go to the bricks, my boy. I don't think he's gonna choose to do that. I, I just think he's gonna either choose a, a look at the two stadiums in LA and Las Vegas, man. Look at these stadiums, bro. Yeah,
2: they're crazy man.
0: Yeah. Look, look at the atmosphere in LA. I mean, he already live in LA in the offseason. And then what you got in Las Vegas, I mean, likes, glitz, and glamour. I mean, every single night and every single day. I mean, look at the look look at the opportunity he has there. So that's my opinion. If it was, I, I just really am intrigued on where he's going to end up. And I think, it's, I think it's going to be L.A. or I think it's going to be the Raiders. Because listen, Odell's not going to cost much. He's not going to cost really nothing to join a team for the rest of the season. Because Cleveland has already paid the $8 million of his guaranteed salary. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to cost any money. For any of these teams, just like Von Miller is now a Los Angeles Ram, which is crazy. The, the Denver Broncos are paying Von Miller's salary for the rest of the year. The Rams are not paying the salary. That's how they was able to acquire him. The Broncos That's got crazy. two third-round picks. <laughs> they got a second-round pick and a third-round pick and, and some incentive. But Von Miller is basically pay, playing for the Los Angeles Rams for free. Yep. For free. The Broncos paying the tab. So look at Sean McVay and that front office of the Rams, they have let it be, be known since Sean McVay got hired. They going for the chip. They going for it. Now, they don't been and to like one that. Super Bowl. They don't been to one Super Bowl. They didn't win that one. But now they coming back full force and I hope OBJ lands in LA. What you think about that?
2: Yeah man it, it like i said man it be it would be unfair man to put him there on the offensive side of the ball with everything they got on the D i'm just i'm i'm sitting here now watching when i was sitting there watching um NFL network earlier and Aaron Donald just cheesing cheesing from ear to ear
1: yeah bro like he <laughs> yeah bro I,
2: I i don't think people realize the magnitude of Von Miller people saying Von Miller oh, man he he's older now he gets hurt a lot, but still, he's a productive guy when yeah. he's on the football field. Yeah, and you bring his pro- pro- productivity to that Rams defensive line, who's already productive. It's going to be just chaos. Like you can't, you can't key in on Aaron Donald, no, just Aaron Donald anymore. Like, what do you do as offensive lineman? What do you do? <laughs> you what can't do, do nothing, man. It, 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 uh, or you just—is it just kind of like you picking your poison? Somebody go. Either either Leonard Floyd, Aaron Donald, or Miller, one of them gonna get off. One of them gonna get off, and, and it's and it's scary to think about it. Like Jalen Ramsey and them, their job just got a little easier because absolutely it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard to to keep them them guys on the front off the quarterback. It's going to be very very difficult for an offensive line to keep them away from their quarterback. Mm-hmm. And man, like the, the things that they're doing, the like you say, I agree with you, man. They going for the ship, and I, I had already called it them, you know, um, making a statement this year. So to get Von Millen, if they pull this OBJ uh, off and give Matthew Stafford another weapon, and we know Matthew Stafford like to throw the ball down the field, slanging it, baby. it. for a very, very long time, slanging and, it. And especially with everything he's doing with Cooper Cup right now, man, it's insane. And then you add, if you add OBJ to that, it's just really unfair. D, you might as well go on and potentially book their ticket. If that happens It would be something
0: um, Ridiculous if, if it goes down But hey if it happens I will not be surprised Alright Black let's go ahead and move on From OBJ and let's go out to Lambeau Field and the fiasco Out here with the Green Bay Packers Now Black I just need five minutes My. <laughs> I just need Five minutes Now Aaron Rodgers Came out to be positive for COVID-19. Then a couple of hours later, it comes out that Aaron Rodgers is not vaccinated. Okay, cool. Then it comes out a sound clip of Aaron Rodgers seemingly it, saying that he has been vaccinating and he sh- and and everyone else should not judge those guys in locker room ha- who have not been chosen To be vaccinated. I mean, he said they. We shouldn't judge them. His teammates. Now, my man used the word immunized. That's what he used. And everybody went ahead and said, okay. He, He just skipped over saying I'm vaccinated and just went to immunize. Okay, cool. Nobody thought about it. And now it's come out that my man just straight up lied on the podium, man. Oh man. My man lied on the podium. Now Aaron Rodgers came out today on the Pat McAfee show. The audio has not been released yet, but on the Pat McAfee show, Aaron Rodgers say he is not a liar. He is not a liar. That's the headline of that show. I'm assuming that show will be released at some point today. And the six o'clock sports center is getting ready to come on, so I'm pretty sure they'll have something to say about that. But this is what I need a a few minutes for. Let me back it up, back it up, back it up, back it up. Roger Goodell, what are you gonna do? You are on the clock, sir. The National Football League is on the clock. Now, we all, when I say all, I mean all of us sit up here and had dialogue about Kyrie Irving's vaccination thoughts and opinions and why he can't play basketball with the New York uh uh with, with the Brooklyn Nets. We all sit up here and gave our opinions and had our conversations. Some people called this man stupid, they called this man dumb. People just eviscerated Kyrie Irving. A la Stephen A. Smith. But today, people don't want to have that same energy of a man who lied. He lied. And said he was vaccinated when indeed he is not vaccinated upon the standards of the National Football League and the CDC. (laughs) This man, Aaron Rodgers, is a coward. Mm. He is a liar. He can't be trusted. This man said the hell with everybody and their policies. I'm Aaron Rodgers and I'm controlling the narrative here. Mr. Rogers. sir, you are not doing that. You're endangering your teammates by being a- You're not endangering your teammates by not being vaccinated. So I don't want nobody to think this is a vaccination conversation because it's not. You're endangering everybody because you lied. Carson Wentz said, I'm not getting vaccinated. Carson Wentz is required to wear a mask everywhere he is when he is not on the football field. He's required to wear a mask during Zoom conversation when he talks to the media. He cannot be at the podium. Cole Beasley is another one. Same thing. They're following the protocol, but Aaron Rodgers was not. Aaron Rodgers is at the podium, no mask. Aaron Rodgers on the sideline on the field, no mask. Kyler Murray got to be going through it when he seen the video of Aaron Rodgers all in his ear to my good game at the last weekend, and he ain't vaccinated with no mask on. So what we gonna do, Roger Goodell, in the NFL and the Green Bay Packers are more than guilty of participating in this. Because you want to know why the Packers are guilty? Because they don't want to lose Rodgers. They knew mm. Rodgers wasn't vaccinated. The general manager, the team president, they knew he wasn't, and they allowed him to conduct himself like he was the king. Now, Roger Goodell has to do something. I want to see Aaron Rodgers suspended. I want to see them suspended. I want to see the Green Bay Packers lose their first round pick next season. I want to see fines, heavy fines for the Green Bay Packers next season. Because they got to be some type of standard. Now, what rules did Aaron Rodgers break? We need to know. NFL, Where is where are the documents? We need to know what rules that Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers broke. We need to know. This is egregious mm. and abysmal. This is disgusting. Aaron Rodgers, the football player, is all world, one of the greatest of our lifetime, one of the greatest throws of the football we ever seen. This man's talent is undeniable. Top 10 quarterback all time. Top five depends on who you talk to. But you stand up, the leader of an organization, the leader of a team, and you lie, bro. You chose to stand up there and not tell the truth. Tell me, you got a different variation of the vet vac- it ain't no different variation either you're vaccinated or you're not <laughs> now if you want to go herbal and go natural and do whatever cool bro do your thing i mean anybody i don't really care what nobody do do your thing but when these people ask you have you been vaccinated bro you just should have simply said no i am not because you're not You don't got that Moderna, you don't got that Johnson & Johnson, and you don't got that all my boy. So just because you're doing elderberry and vitamin Z and zinc packs and all that, that's great, bro, but that ain't what they asked you. They asked you, were you vaccinated? And you say you was immunized. That's what you said. Immunized means that you have been taking a medicine to combat a disease. You have not done that. So the NFL, I'm watching. Roger Goodell, I'm watching. What are you going to do to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers? And all of you out there who stood on the mountaintop and screamed and called Kyrie Irving stupid and dumb, at least Kyrie Irving didn't lie. Mm. At least Kyrie Irving kept it real with himself, and he told the truth about what what his stance is. I can respect that, like I said on the last show. But this right here, this is a new low. I lost a lot of respect for Aaron Rodgers, a lot. I didn't lose respect because he don't have the vaccine. I don't care if he gets it or not. That's his choice. I lost respect because he's a liar and he put his teammates and everybody else in harm's way by lying. I don't support it. All right, I'm I'm done, Black.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. I'm 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 shocked. We haven't heard nothing already from Roger Goodell. You know what I'm? You know it's and it's crazy. Like if this was the NBA, this would have been jumped on already. You know, it would have been something said already. But we giving we giving Aaron Rodgers the platform where he can go on Pat McAfee's show and cry his heart out about he's not a liar and this and that and well you should have been thinking about that when you was at the Halloween party uh <laughs> popping that plastic when you was popping that plastic glock, my boy, like John Wick. You should have thought about that then. You know For what sure. I'm saying? You should have been thinking about all those things. For sure. It's 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 ironic right how right after that and how your video went viral. You look you being John Wick, boom. The next day we get, we here here comes the all oh, the rumors about Aaron Rodgers. Uh he's gonna be out. I'm like, what? Yeah, man. What's going on? Like, what's really going on? Yeah, man. Like, man, and 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 I have to agree with you, D, with the whole uh with the line thing, like, bro, come on, man. Right. Come on, like, let's, let's just 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 do what you're supposed to do. That's all we that's all they asking you to do. Just be vaccinated. Two. Don't, you know, don't be a distraction. You know, keep it they want to keep everybody safe and healthy, like and you sitting up on a podium day in and day out saying that you is and you really no you're really not. Yep. What are you trying to prove, Aaron Rodgers? What are you trying to what are you trying to do here? Right. Are you trying to are you trying to give people a reason not to like you? <laughs> are you trying to give the Green Bay Packers a reason to say, "Well, the hell with you"? What are you doing? Do you, do you have motive here? Like, what's going on? Yeah, what what I'm purpose is really, this serve? I'm I'm, I'm I'm like, what? Like, you're one of the top quarterbacks in this league. Why act like an ass and pull this stunt?
0: Mm, I agree.
2: You know, and di I, I I just hate it too, man. And I'm happy for Jordan Love. I hope he signed. They'd be like.
0: Dang. Oh, I hope he throw for four man, hundred and I five mean, <laughs> touchdowns.
2: I hope they be like, "Dang, Jordan Love, man! It may be, it may be that time. It may be that time, for changing, of be time for changing of the guard." I hope he go off. Changing of guard. I hope he go off, man. Like it. Aaron Rodgers is he he wrong for this? Yeah, man. This something. This something. Once we find out, once the the all the dust settles and everything comes out. This gonna be this gonna be a bad look on Aaron Rodgers, man, because he handled this situation the very wrong way, D. Yeah,
0: no doubt. Like no doubt, no doubt. And I'm I'm really really looking forward to seeing how uh, Roger Goodell and the NFL handles this situation because when you first hear about it and you see it, you like you can't believe it. Like I was really stunned. I really sat with myself like on the couch, stunned, looking at this coverage and looking at my phone, like what. And then they play the clip back. Like, bro, if you didn't want to get vaccinated, all you got to do is follow the policy. Wear your mask and you'll be doing your media from Zoom. That's what you'll be doing. They didn't say you can't come in the building. They didn't say you couldn't participate in activities. You just got a different set of guidelines that you got to uh, abide by. That's it. That's all. But you wanted to be walking around here like you the one. And I want joy, joy, love, if you just so happen to hear this, my good man. I'm pretty sure you're at the hotel in Kansas City with your feet up, looking at some game tape, getting ready to have you maybe a steak and eggs or something like that, some high-protein meals, getting ready to deal with that cold up there in Kansas City. My good sir, I hope you go for 500 yards in the air. <laughs> Five touchdowns, and you lose to the Kansas City Chiefs 49-48. But I hope you go off. Because I would love, love, love to see what Monday morning would look like if Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers balled out in Kansas City and and, and your boy is back at the house because he in quarantine. I would love to see what the situation is then. I really would, bro, because now Aaron Rodgers had all the chips in his hand, bro. He did. And and just like that, he does not anymore. Mm. Just like that. Do you know how big this game is, bro? Very big. This and, is and, and huge the, for the yeah, future of the Green Bay Packers organization.
2: And to get that alert that he ain't playing, I'm like, "Are you kidding me, man?" Yeah, man. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, man. I, it, it's crazy. Everybody, I guess people didn't see the alert, and I'm like, "Man, oh, if y'all did, uh y'all football pools this week, you might want to go change the pick. Everybody automatically wouldn't change their pick." You, wow. To to Kansas City because they they know what Aaron Rodgers brings to the table but for you to put your team in this situation and have to deal with this adversity it's crazy it's, it's, crazy, to it's me. crazy It's crazy it's crazy that that goes to show me if I'm your teammate that tell me you don't care bro about your teammates exactly. you don't care about me exactly you don't care about you're selfish. that's going on here you're selfish, you're selfish. it's all about but you. But you but you but you the one sitting up on the the podium every week oh man this this team is close knit we're together yeah we man. got some special going on here yeah we've been rocking and we've been we've been, rock, been rocking and rolling since week one yeah man like and now what you look you look like the crazy one or the one like well what he got going on exactly there's no way that i could there's no way i could believe in you you would literally you would literally have to come have a conversation with me and sit down for us to figure out you know, what was behind you doing what you did. Why you lied. Why you lied. <laughs> exactly.
0: Why you lied. Exactly,
2: why you lied.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, man. So, we'll see how this turns out. Big game, Kansas City, Green Bay. I think the entire sports world will be sitting in front of their TVs at 405 on Fox to see how this pans out. And I'm telling you now, if Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers go out here and ball out without Rodgers and and even somehow, some way win this game, Oh, my God. Could you imagine the coverage on Monday morning? I'm here for it. Get it done, Jordan Love. Get it done. All right, Black. It's a big fight weekend. Fight weekend, my boy. We got a couple of things we're going to talk about. And we're going to get out of here, man. But before we uh get into this fight weekend, Black, it's very rare that you get two events from boxing and UFC on the same freaking Night, Black, we got UFC 268 taking place this Saturday night in Madison Square Garden, where we have a powerful card on display. Up first, we got a banger at the lightweight division, Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler. Black, who wins this fight?
2: Oh, man. Uh, (laughs) This is going to be a war, a war, a war. This not going five rounds. It is not. Somebody's going. Somebody's going to sleep. Yes. And D, I just have to because uh, I just believe he, the way he's been looking outside of you know him fighting. can be, Justin Gaethje has been looking really, really good. He has. And he's been. He's had some time off, and he I has. know Michael Chandler is very dangerous. Yes. But man, it's it's like when Justin Gaethje fists touch your face, it's a wrap. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wrap. So. I'm going to go Justin Gaethje, uh, second round TKO. I was,
0: oh, man. I'm very, very close to kick, picking Michael Chandler because Michael Chandler is the better athlete. He's a better athlete. He has power in his both his hands as well. And he does very, very well with his submissions. He barely... He almost became the UFC light heavy, lightweight champion with another two or three seconds with that choke. He almost... I mean, with that right hand, he almost did it. But you know what, Black... I'm going to go with the upset, man. I'm going to take Michael Chandler, man. I'm going to take Michael Ooh. Chandler to upset Justin Gaethje in the first round, in the first round. Yeah, I'm going to take I'm going to take Michael Chandler, man. All right, okay. Black, we got the return of the legend, Frankie Edgar coming back at the bantamweight class. He'll be taking on a very dangerous Marlon Vera. Black, does Frankie Edgar get back into the win column or does the young Marlon Vera continue to steamroll through the competition?
2: Man, I I've always liked Frankie, man. From from our from our early days watching UFC, I always liked the man, yeah. but Frank I hate to say it, Frankie's over the heel, man. Yeah. He's over the hill. I don't think I, I really uh don't like I don't even like uh Frankie in this fight. Cause this kid, like you said, he's steamrolling through everybody. Yeah. So I'm gonna take the uh Marlon Rivera kid over over uh Frankie
0: Edgar, TKO first round. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to take Vera, man. I think Frankie comes in and make it interesting. I kind of agree with you. Frankie is on the other side of his prime. Is Frankie still a dangerous man? Of course he is. He's in that octagon. But Marlon Vera is fast. He hits hard. And he just might be a little quicker than Frankie Edgar, Edgar these days. And <laughs> you would have never thought you would have said that as quick as fast as Frankie Edgar was in his time exactly but, you know I just think he suffers some some devastating losses and I think Marlon Vera gets the win I'm gonna go Marlon Vera by decision I think Frankie Haig's in there but I think Marlon Vera wins by decision uh, after three rounds alright Black we got a rematch for the Women's Strawweight Championship we have Zhang We trying to get her belt back against our girl Rose now Menunis? A lot of people saying Rose got lucky that first fight, caught, caught um, a Zang with the kick that sent her sent her straight to sleep, and Rose became the new champion. Black, does Rose, Thug Rose, does she hang on to her championship this Saturday night? Doug Rose, my boy, <laughs>
2: yeah, my yeah. girl gets it done. She gets it done once again. What? Listen to me. What is this? What is this whole look thing coming from? Yeah. Yeah. Did we not see what she did to Joanna mm-hmm. when she won the belt? Mm-hmm. It's it's no different from what she did to uh Wan, Wan, What's her name? I don't want to put her name. Zang, Zang Wee. Zang, Zang Wee. It's no different, it's no different from that. So how can you call it luck? Yeah. Rose has always been a highlight reel or Elite. a person that gets you elite and get you out of there. You know, she's not gonna. She's not most of the time. She's not going to go to distance if her fights don't go to distance, but man, just for them to be saying that it was love. No, it's not no love. I think she coming here retains her championship. I think, and I think she looks really, really good doing it. And I think she wins this. I think it goes, I believe it goes five rounds, Mm -hmm. but I think Doug Rose wins by unanimous decision. Yeah. I think,
0: I think Rose wins as well. I think she holds on to the championship. I do think this goes five rounds as well. I think Zang is still dangerous. She made some excuses on the countdown that I didn't like. She said th- she said that she had some jet lag and she was a little unbalanced. I ain't going for that. <laughs> I ain't going for that because that wasn't the first time that you came to America a few days before the fight. That ain't the first time you did that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I don't like that she made that. She's out there training with uh, Henry Cejudo. I can care less about that because Henry Cejudo ain't getting in there with Rose. And I love Rose's <laughs> demeanor. I love her attitude. I think this is a grinded out fight. I think you're going to see some oohs, some ahs. I think Rose could get in a little bit of trouble. I think Zang could get in a little bit of trouble. But at the end of the day, I think Rose wins by split decision. Zang is one of the elite, elite, not female athletes, but athletes in the UFC. This is a dangerous woman. And she will become, I mean, by gosh, Rose made the girl cut all her hair off. She cut all her hair off. She out here, I ain't even recognize her, bro. I said, who is that? I said, who is that? But I like Rose. I like Rose to get it done. Five rounds, split decision. I think it's that close of a fight, but Rose retains the championship. All right, my boy, let's get to it. The welterweight world championship of the world. We have the challenger, Kobe, Chaos, Covington. taking on the champion, the pound for pound number one fighter in the MMA rankings, the very best in the world at this moment, Komaro Usman, the reigning, defending welterweight champion, Black, Madison Square Garden. This fight has hype. This fight is just just oozing with anticipation. Man, you done talked a little bit, Black. Now I want to see where your heart at. Who are we going with, Black? Usman. Coveting waterway away strap.
2: Man, man, man. Ain't no man, man, man. Let's get it. Look, man, I think it's gonna be a, a great fight. Uh either both of these guys are very dangerous, man. Sure. And, uh Kobe Coveting, he looks focused, more focused than I've ever seen him. Yeah. You know, um, and, and Kamar Uzman's still hungry. He's still out to prove his daughters wrong. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of people are kind of doubting him in this fight. But man, <clears> this <throat> it was really tough to pick this fight. But you gotta go with number one pound for pound. I like Kamar Usman mm. in a split in a split decision over Kobe COVID Coverton. You think it goes five rounds? Five rounds.
0: Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm rolling with the champion. Easy. Ain't no man, man, man for me. The champion. Kamar Usman gets it done. Fourth round TKO. Oh, man. He disposes of Kobe Covington in the later rounds. You want to know the difference between Kamar Usman and everybody else that Kobe Covington has fought? Kamar Usman continues to hit hard and he continues to grind and continue to push as the fight goes late. Tyron Woodley versus Kobe Covington was terrible. Robbie Lawler versus Kobe Covington was terrible because they couldn't match what Covington had to offer. Covington is getting in there with the guy who can match what he has to offer. And Covington is coming in there with something to prove. Usman don't got to prove nothing. He broke this man's face. Literally broke his jaw. Now, I'm going to keep it real. Covington is the most dangerous opponent for Usman. Would it surprise me if Covington became the new champion this coming Saturday? It would not shock me because this man is that skilled and he is that gifted. And he wants this thing very, very badly. But I love what Usman said. And this goes to guys like Michael Jordan. It's Tom Brady. It's only a few guys who can say this. In competitors' lifetime, when you got other great competitors who always come up a little short to somebody who was just better in their lifetime. And that's what we're going to see this weekend. Kobe Covington is great, a great fighter. But he's running up against a guy who he's just not better than. And that is Kamar Usman. Usman wins, forefront, two TKO, and retains retains the world welterweight championship. And then on Sunday, <laughs> we'll have a conversation with this Usman, or GSP as the greatest of all time in that division.
1: Mm.
0: We'll have a conversation. We'll have one. All right, my boy, we got a couple more things and we're going to get out of here. Boxing World is on fire. Canelo Saul. Abadess is in the ring this coming weekend against Caleb Plant to try to unify the super middleweight division, Black. Now, Black, it's been a while since we've seen Canelo get spicy with an opponent. Caleb Plant talking a lot of Trash. It's a lot of hype with this fight. This is a great weekend for boxing. Going up against the UFC, Black, does Saul unify this division or does Kata Plant shock the world? Who you got?
2: Oh, man. I like Kata Plant, man. I like I like the kid. Uh, he's a great boxer. He got, you know, he got the, he has the twos, man, and very fundamental. But Canelo just on another level. Man, these guys that he fighting and, and I'm not going to get into that. You know why I stand with Canelo. Sure, But I think I believe Canelo he unifies His division and move on To bigger and better things Okay, I got Canelo Canelo by knockout 8th round
0: That's what I'm talking about I got Saul Knockout 6th round (laughs) 6th round Saul put them things on that boy Caleb Plant gonna make this fight interesting the first couple of rounds He gonna make it interesting He gonna have a lot of energy But it won't be enough Saul gets it done. Sixth round KO. He moves on to better and better things. Canelo Alvarez, my guy. Pay-per-view. Love to see it. All right, Black, let's go ahead and transition out of the uh, combat sports world. And, Black, how about them Atlanta Braves, my man? Atlanta Braves, your World Series champions, getting it done in sixth game against the Houston Astros.
2: Hey, hey man, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the Braves. Sure, I'm happy to see the I'm happy to see the Braves win, man. Yeah, because Houston beat my team in the playoffs, so it was I was ecstatic. And then that's that's that man, that's Papa Gary team, man. I shut up, Papa Gary. I, pa, Papa Papa Gary was going wild the other day when he called me, man. He said, "Yeah," <laughs> he said, "He said he feel like this is your for the chip." He said he got the Braves one. He said he think his Cowboys can pull it off. Okay, he said, and if the Lakers get things together, he think the Lakers could do it. Okay. So he's trying to. He trying to go three for three this year, man. He's trying to get so, it done. <laughs> yeah, he's trying to get it done. So, I'm with shout it. out to the Braves, man. And and and, and a lot – one thing about baseball, teams that teams that start the season off under 500, they usually at, at the all-star break, usually don't make the playoffs and the Braves turned this thing around when it mattered most. It got hot. In, in baseball, it's about getting hot at the right time. Mm -hmm. And the Braves got hot, man, and they rode that wave, man, and now they're a World Series champion. So shout out to the Atlanta Braves, man, on uh, winning that championship first. I mean, second championship first since uh, 1999.
1: Yeah,
0: shout out to the Atlanta Braves, man. I love to see it, man. I mean, I remember the Braves' last championship. Um, I I was a young kid. I think I was in the – man, I think I was in high
2: school or middle school. Yeah, it was not it was either, either ninety nine. it was Yeah, it,
0: it, it's years. been a long, long time, man. So I remember yeah. watching that championship at my auntie house uh, and, and seeing them win that ring with David Justice and Glavin and Maddox. And um, um, it was just a, a surreal moment to kind of think about how long it's been since this team has won something. It's crazy, mm-hmm. but they got it done, man. And, um, you know, just shout out to the Atlanta Braves and the city of Atlanta. Uh, they got some good things going on with the Hawks and now the Braves winning chips. So, shout out to the city of Atlanta for being world Series champions because of the Braves. All right, Black, we're going to make two more stops, man. We're going to talk about this college football ranking, man, real quick. Now, the first four were announced this past Tuesday night. Now, Black, we're going to run down the top ten, and then we're going to get to the top four at ten, Notre Dame. Nine, Wake Forest. Eight was Oklahoma. Wow. Seven was Michigan. Cincinnati was six. Ohio State was five. Oregon, my Ducks at four. Michigan State, the Fighting Male Tuckers at three. Alabama at two. And the Dogs no-brainer, was number one. Black, the top four. Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State, and Oregon—two outside looking. Ohio State and Cincinnati. Black. What is your biggest beef with these rankings, or are you good with everything?
2: Just I—I I, I was shocked where Cincinnati is. Yeah, I was shocked, D, Because yeah. I feel like they—they they won the games they needed to win, and and they did it pretty much. What like? they did it pretty much with ease. You know, I know that Notre, Notre Dame game really wasn't, you know, tight like that. Like you would say they beat Notre Dame convincingly, right? You would say that?
0: Yeah. I, I thought it was a no question that they, you know, won that game convincingly.
2: Yeah. And then they, and then early in the season, they went to Indiana when Indiana was, you know, relevant and doing something. They went there on the road and won two convincingly. So I was shocked that they were number six. Like I I, w- I was hoping they would be at least number four, so if I was on that board, I would put them at four, and I would put Oregon at either five or six. But I, th- so, I think Cincinnati did have done enough. I know the past few weeks they've been kind of living on the edge. These close games with Army. And, well, well, let me you know. Well, let me ask you
0: this. Let me ask you this. Ohio State. I mean, excuse me. Oregon is seven and one. Cincinnati is eight and zero. Oh. Cincinnati's biggest win was against number ten Notre Dame on the road. Oregon. Biggest win was number two. Ohio State in Columbus. Number two. Which win was more impressive to you?
2: Oh well, of course the Ducks win was very impressive. Going in the horse. If you go in the horseshoe and win, that's very impressive. So why course, wouldn't you? Of course. So why would
0: you take Oregon you know,
2: out? No. But I'm the, they lost to us unranked Stanford team. That's why you would take them out? Unranked Stanford team. That's okay. the reason i I believe that wins and losses thing still has to have some – I know you understand where you go ahead and you win games, but wins and losses and who you lose to, that matters, D. Okay. And you lost to an unranked, non-win record Stanford team. Okay. And so I think what Cincinnati has done has been impressive enough to have them in that top four team. And I just don't agree with them being number six. Like okay. number six, I'm like, man, like it's basically you saying they still got work to do. But what can they? What else can they do? Hey, well, in they conference, that that might not even still be enough. If these rankings and they just say everything everybody just it stays where it's at, let's just say that D, they would get screwed. They would get what, screwed. What,
0: I don't agree with that. I don't. I don't think they would get <laughs> screwed. Looking at the current ranking, now look. If you look at, let's just keep Oregon in the picture since you mentioned them. Oregon, they're sitting at seventy-one. That loss at, at the farm out there in Stanford, their best, their two best players weren't even on the field. They weren't even on the field. They 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 lost. They 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 uh uh the defensive end Thibodeau wasn't on the field. They lost their starting running back. He was not on the field. They lost this game twenty. Oh, I forgot it was twenty eight to twenty six or something like that on the road. I get it. Yes, it's a loss. But in their loss, why wasn't Cincinnati taking care of business versus Tulane, bro? Tulane and Arm—they know the assignment. They have to win impressively due to the fact that their biggest wins were at Indiana, who was—they didn't have a winning record when they played them. Indiana was two and three when they played them. They went there. They got the job done. Cool. Then they went to Notre Dame, big win, number 10, hours. They got a big, big win against Notre Dame. But I just think the committee is looking at Notre Dame's win, that they beat them, and I think they're looking at Oregon's win over Ohio State. I think that Oregon win over Ohio State counts as two wins over Cincinnati's one win versus Notre Dame. That's what I think. That's what I think. And then, if you want to be real, I really got Cincinnati above Ohio State. I had Cincinnati going in ranked number five. So with Ohio State being in front of them, I did not agree with that. But you know why Ohio State is in front of them? Because of the strength of schedule. The strength of schedule. That's why they're in front of them, but they shouldn't be. I just think Ohio State should be number uh, uh number six and Cincinnati should be number five. That's what I think. Now, this thing is going to play out, Black. It's going to play out. We got a lot of games left and a lot of situations are going to take place. I mean, my God, Oklahoma is at number eight? Michigan just lost to the Fighting Mel Tucker's. They just lost to them three days ago. And you mean to tell me you put them above Oklahoma? Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I don't get Wake Forest is sitting at number. Now, don't get me wrong, I love the ACC. That's where my team live at. But Wake Forest is at number nine. Mm-hmm. They number nine. They ain't been a ranked opponent all year. But they at number nine. So this whole mm-hmm. thing is, this thing is confusing. I mean, you got, and another thing, you got a 5-3 Wisconsin team in the top 25. This committee might need to be drug tested week to week, man. <laughs> they just might need to be drug tested week to week. They yeah. just, they just, yeah. so, you know, I mean, it's a lot going on. It's the first initial rankings. We know they got it right with Georgia at one, Alabama at two. Love seeing Michigan State at three. I know you love seeing Michigan State at three. Yeah, man, come on now.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. The fighting male talkers. Hey, and
2: hey, 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 Let me say this real quick. Can my man walk? Can my can my man walk a little? And get some love for the Heisman, man.
0: What's yeah, up? man. Yeah.
2: What's up, man? Mm-hmm. Can we get you. some love? Can, can can we start talking about him in this Heisman race? I'm now, with you. Please.
0: I'm with you. He deserved that I shine.
2: Mean, kid, <laughs> let me tell you this, kid. And re- remember, we had a conversation when the season started. We first see him on Thursday night. We was like, bro, yeah. That might be a prop. That might be a problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah And this kid man Leading the nation In rushing yards Rushing attempts I mean like It's 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 crazy man Amazing this kid, this season kid, This kid literally Literally On his back Won that Michigan game
0: Amazing Won that
2: Michigan game Amazing And man To see what he is And what Mel Tucker Is doing um, With this Michigan State team Man it's amazing To watch and Amazing I know I know this. If Mel Tucker can keep this up and who knows what's gonna happen. If he can keep this up, his phone, his 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 agent is gonna be getting a lot of phone calls. Oh yeah, he
0: already getting a phone, lot of calls. phone calls. He already getting
2: them. <laughs> a lot of them, man. So but shout out to the to the Michigan State Spartans, man, on sure. being ranked number three in the polls. But it's still like you say, there's still a lot of big ball to be played and they got some games coming up, man. Yeah. And we really gonna see what they made of.
0: Yeah, for sure. We really gonna see what they made of. It's a lot more football. I mean, Oklahoma still got a gauntlet coming up with on for themselves. They got Oklahoma State. They got Baylor. Uh, they got some tough games. And if Oklahoma take care of business, they'll find themselves in the top four. Ohio State's gonna need some help because they're not even driving position to, to uh uh go to the Big Ten championship. So it's a lot of scenarios. So We know when we get to these last four weeks of college football that each game just matters. It matters. Each week just matters. So definitely looking forward to what takes place this weekend uh, in college football. All right, Black, we getting ready to wrap up. Before we wrap up, man, we got to talk about these Lakers, man. What the hell is going on, man? Last (laughs) night against the Oklahoma City Thunder, no LeBron. LeBron apparently has suffered some type of abdominal injury and could be out a full week. LeBron was just out two or three games with an uh, uh, ankle injury. So LeBron has missed already, I believe, four games. and like he's going to miss another three games. Last night, the G League Oklahoma City Thunder came to town. The Lakers oh, were a 10-point favorite in this game, and they lose to Shea Gigalis Alexander, and the young pup, Oklahoma City Thunder, Black, are you starting to be concerned about the Lakers, or is it still early for you, sir?
2: It's it's still early for me, D. The one thing that I'm concerned about is I just need I just need LeBron to kind of really pump the brakes for real, bro. We know the the world knows who you are. I think he's still playing like he got something to prove. Mm-hmm. I think he. I don't. Is year nineteen for him, bro? Like, and now you out for a week with a strain. Yeah, and I'm like Frank Vogel. Like, what are you doing? You leaning that? You leaning that much on LeBron? That you know you don't want the injuries to start piling up. Let AD run this train, man. Mm-hmm. Let him just run this train because you got to have to pace LeBron in year nineteen. I know he's a. <laughs> He's a heck of an athlete. He's one of a kind. I, I sure. understand all of that, but it's still year nineteen. Sure, we this two weeks in a row now. Mm-hmm. Ankle now strain. The season just started. Well, we were at a month in, d yeah, a good month in. Yep. I don't. LeBron's look, listen. LeBron's going thirty game here, game in and game out. I don't think that's the recipe for them, bro. I don't I don't I just don't like the way that it's happening. I think I think AD need to be that force, need to be that driving force. And LeBron just, you know, be LeBron, but it's just like when LeBron's out there everything goes through him. And I don't think that's I don't I don't think that's what it, what needs to be happening, especially this early in the season, D. Especially this early. Now you now you showing you lost to the Thunder twice. The only two he wins had, of the season they're against they're the Lakers. Only two against the Lakers and LeBron finna be out the rest of the week. So we see y'all can't hold leagues without LeBron. So LeBron is he's he's Mr. Everything. He gotta be Mr. Everything his whole career. In year nineteen, he gotta be Mr. Everything. He gotta be the closer, he gotta be the, the start, the finish, everything. Like, come on, bro. Like the other night, man, this man scored fourteen points straight by himself. To get a win against Houston, why did he have to do that? Why? What was Anthony Davis? What was Anthony Davis? Yeah. I just, I know it's early. It's a lot of basketball to be played. But if it's one thing that concerns me, D, it's how they handle LeBron in year 19. And it, it isn't sitting well with me, and I think Frankie B needs to change that.
0: Yeah. Um. I'm not really too concerned. I'm going to make mine short and sweet. Only thing I do see is, man, They look, what I did see the last two games when LeBron came back, Russ, LeBron, and AD, they looked at pretty good together out there. They looked at pretty good. They was able to get their nimbles. You know, they was able to do their thing. The team looked in pretty good, con- uh, pretty good condition with all three of them on the floor. But it's short and simple for me. LeBron got to have the ball. Russ can't have it. He can't have it. He can't have it late. Russ got to be off the ball. LeBron got to be the point guard in the fourth quarter. He just got to be. The Lakers will fall apart if Russ is running the show late in the fourth. Because it's like, Russ is like a kid in a candy store. Like, he can't settle down and realize what he has around him. Last night, Frank Vogel said the last player of the game was designed for Carmelo Anthony to take a three at the top of the key. You see the video, and Melo was open coming off of a screen. He was open at top top of the key, and Russell Westbrook just decided to shoot a brick brick Anyway. Now, I'm not coming down on Russ because I love Russ. I love his energy, the rebounds, his tenacity. He can definitely get better on the defensive end. Hell, our whole team could get better defensively. But when you're watching these games, and I've watched every single Lakers game, every last one of them, you see that late in the games, either LeBron James or Anthony Davis got to be the, the, the reason why the Lakers get at home offensively. It can't be Russell Westbrook. It cannot be. It can't. Yeah. And Frank Vogel got to take control of this thing. Now, with LeBron being out for a week, we got games against the Hornets, the Trailblazers, and the Miami Heat. Those are three g- very good teams without LeBron. They so we're going to see what the Lakers say. The Lakers could potentially go on a four-game losing streak without LeBron James. I hope that's not the case because we got plenty of plenty of talent to beat these teams. But I just think Frankie V need to get back in his bag. Now, for, I know Wayne Ellison just got back. We're still waiting on THT. We still waiting on uh uh um who else we waiting on? We waiting on a TGT THT. L-T- Kendrick Nunn, Kendrick Nunn. we waiting on some pieces to get back into the fold, I know that, and they say these guys should be back within the next week or so, so I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Lakers look like, it ain't no time to panic, everybody need to chill, we still gelling, but I will say, the last two games where LeBron, AD, and Westbrook were on the floor together, they looked good, and that was with LeBron handling the ball more. The first few games, LeBron wasn't handling the ball enough. Wes, Russell Westbrook was handling the rock. I just think the Lakers got to realize that that's not going to work. If they want to be successful, they want to go deep, then LeBron got to handle that ball late in the second half into the fourth quarter because it seems like it works to me. Everybody was able to get their averages, their numbers. The Lakers won. We got to get better defensively as well. I like. I would like to see Melo be a little bit more consistent on the road. He plays very good at home. He averaging 18 at home. But on the yeah. road, he only averaging six. That got to get better. Melo got to give us more yeah. than that on the road. And um, I just think we'll be okay. I just think we got the jail. It sucks that LeBron's got to be out for another week. But we just got to wait till LeBron come back and see where we at. But I think the Lakers, they'll be okay. If we were going into the all-star break or coming out of the all-star break, would I be concerned? I'd be concerned. All right. But we're not nowhere near that. We got time to jail. I really would I really want to see where the Lakers at by the time we get to Christmas Day. That's what I want to see. Where are we as a team Christmas Day? That's another almost two months away before we get the Nets on Christmas Day out in Los Angeles. So we'll see how that goes. All right.
2: Yeah, and and and, and the thing the, the thing that I did like um, before LeBron got hurt, I was liking that lineup inserting Avery Bradley in the mm-hmm. starting lineup. Mm-hmm. You know, I I liked that lineup. They went with Avery Bradley and went Russ, uh, Bismore, LeBron. And uh, AD. and AD that that that's a very good lineup. Like you, you insert Avery Bradley because he's gonna give you the energy defensively. Yeah. Uh, on the floor, so I love that lineup they were doing. But I know they're not gonna with LeBron out. You know, um, I know that's they are not gonna do that lineup anymore. But I really like that because they did they when they played it against Houston, they looked really really good in that lineup. So yeah, hopefully you know once LeBron get back, that's something they can kind of. Keep going because it seemed like it worked, like you say. Everybody got involved. Yeah, in that when they when they when they uh, inserted Avi Bradley in that lineup and just you know moved everybody over. So I'm excited to see what the ladies are gonna do, man. I think I'm with you. D. They're gonna they're gonna find a way to get it together, uh, and I'm I'm excited to see what's what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me
0: too. I mean, it's just one game at a time. Very early in the season. I think we was seven, seven or eight games into the season. So. I think we still got a little bit more time. I've seen some positives and I've seen some oh no's from the Lakers, but, you know, I think they'll get it together. Any team that got LeBron James, they're going to find a way to get right. You know, I just hope it's sooner than later. All right, Black, we, yeah. um, we done. All right. <laughs> First show back <laughs> after a couple of weeks, man. We just wanted to give our listeners something to listen to on this Friday night, Saturday morning, getting ready to go into the weekend. Um, a lot of big sports going, a lot of big sporting events happening in, in boxing and MMA and on the football fields and the basketball courts. So me and Black will be back on Sunday. We'll be back on regular schedule. Black will be in studio. We'll be doing our thing and, and giving you uh, uh, the, the shows that you guys uh, look forward to uh, hearing every week, weekend, and week out. Black, anything
2: before we get out of here? Uh, no, man. I'm just happy to be back, bro. Happy to Happy to be back, happy to be talking about sports. It seems like it's been so long. Everybody, it does. And everybody reminds us, man, what's going on? What's going on? But, it does. Man, I'm happy our show is continuing to grow, and people, people, uh, they listen out for us, man. When we we don't do something, it's something have to be said, because they need to listen to the sports desk, man. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited about everything we got going on. I appreciate all the love and support we get from, from our listeners and supporters.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, of course uh, Appreciate all the love and support, we're back All right. like I said, life happens (laughs) I welcome in a new baby boy Black was halfway cross country So, uh, you know, we was just doing our thing for a little bit But now we're back Consistent weekend and week out Giving you guys that sports talks, that sports talk That you love here Shout out to the NPN Network as well For holding us down Posting our shows and supporting us And 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 doing everything to help us grow uh, With this podcast Shout out to the Reduce Lunch family as well And uh, we got a lot of things coming for y'all man A lot of things coming up uh, Going into 2022 20, uh, Wow 2022 almost here Alright Black we'll go ahead and get you out of here man And I'm going to shut this thing down
2: Alright now man
0: Alright now Alright so like I said We'll be back Sunday We will be back Sunday With a, a regular show uh, Me and Black Back in studio Doing our thing Thank you guys for listening To this show Hopefully you got some uh, Some energy Listening to us Talk about and debate These comp- these sports topics That are out here Current in the sports world And uh, we enjoyed it Glad to be back Alright so you guys Be cool Take care of yourselves. You can find me Deadrick Hicks Jr. on Twitter, and Instagram. You can find Black Black ENL3 on Twitter and Instagram as well. The sports desk Instagram is still going. All of our shows and everything have been posted there. Check out the NPN network for more dope content just like this. And uh, see you guys in a few days. Be safe. Take care of yourselves.
2: Are you ready to go? Are you ready to go? Hey, it
0: is for Reduce Lunch Sports, man. Come on now. No, 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 no. Hey, bro, you're
1: listening to the sports desk. So, no, no, no. New sports desk.